0: Hey, and welcome to Moving Acadiana, a podcast where we talk about a culture that, like a stick of butter in a hot pot, has melted into something beautiful. From great people to great food, from music that makes you dance to festivals that make you happy. And from time to time, we might also talk about our local real estate market. I'm your host, John Ray Perkins. Let's get moving. <laughs> So welcome to Move In Acadiana. This is our very first episode, kind of a teaser episode. I am joined by my good friend, Paul Hood. I'm just happy to be here. Well, I'm happy that you're happy. <laughs> so, uh, so this whole concept was kind of, kind of your brainchild, and then we did some brainstorming about it. Um, you've been pushing me for, what, almost a year? Absolutely. So this all goes terribly and falls apart. Feel free to blame me. Uh, I'll, I'll take responsibility. It just means that I'm boring and dull and nobody wants to listen to me, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and that's not your fault. Well, we'll see. We're well, just, we're, we're two minutes into this. So let's see how far we go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I think you called me up. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I was moving. I I feel like I was cleaning out my shed and you were like, hey, I got this idea. Absolutely. Um, And so here we are in the very first episode. Absolutely. Uh, so for our listeners, um, hopefully we have listeners. Yeah. Hey, that's important. Yes. A dream is a wish your heart makes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So for all of our listeners who, you know, I mean, you and I's worlds intertwine a lot, but I'm sure there are some people out there who have no idea who Paul Hood is. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I prefer to think that I'm more infamous than famous. Sure. So my name is Paul
1: Hood. I am 47 years old. Ooh, you really want to tell it's people that dangerously close to the big five <laughs> dangerously close. Um, I'm married to an amazing woman. We've been married for 21 years. I have three kids uh, and a grace who's going to be a senior this year. Cecilia, who will be a freshman. And then uh, the caboose Isabella, uh, who will be in seventh grade this year. And I'm currently, I have uh, one of the things that you'll, if you, for those of you that know me, and for those of you that don't, is that um, I'm always doing four or five things at the same time. No way. Absolutely. Absolutely not like anybody that works for the church at any point, you know, we've, we we do not know how to multitask cause we've never had to acquire that skill. No. no, no. Uh, um, and so, uh, I have two things. I am going to be a teacher this year. I will be on the, uh, theology staff at Turlings Catholic high school. And I also work as a travel agent with enchanted journeys, travel. You can look that up
0: on Facebook. That's a enchanted Journeys.
1: enchanted journeys, travel on Facebook. Uh, Click a like, click a join, click a go back and hit like on all of our posted pictures and videos. All of them. Do it now. Share, share it, them. Do it now. Yes. Yeah, share them. Tag your friends in them. Absolutely. And your enemies. Tag everyone. Uh, and I, I work there <laughs> with an amazing woman named Wendy Lance, uh, who kind of brought me into the travel agent world. She's kind of like... Um, she's kind of like the pioneer woman from Food Network in that she's got a bunch of kids and she lives out on a farm. And uh, she's really, really cool. She's an amazing young woman, great
0: mom, great wife. We're still trying to figure out how her husband snagged her. Oh, (laughs) dude, bracing Absolutely. I Uh, mean, but we could say the same thing about you and I. We
1: have all outkicked our coverage, I believe, is the best terminology to use there. (laughs) Absolutely. Swinging
0: out of our league. (laughs) Absolutely. So um, you mentioned church. Uh, work and I'm sure we have some listeners that have no idea. Tell us a little bit about that. You worked for the church for a few minutes, right? Twenty years. Twenty. Twenty years. Yeah. We're telling people now. If there's,
1: yeah. <laughs> you know what? Um, at some point you become t- you be- you really be- you know you come around to realize that um that it's it's like a fine wine. You have to age, right there you know
0: vintage things become more valuable <laughs> than new shiny things, so are, uh, do I hear you saying this correctly? You're calling yourself vintage i I believe that is probably the best the best term to apply to myself. <laughs> I like it, I'll go with it
1: <laughs> absolutely, but I've done everything that you could do at a parish other than other than perform the sacraments because I'm not ordained, so uh, sure i've I mean, I've done everything from cleaning toilets to planning buildings to implementing programs to... You know, just, <laughs> you know how it is when you work for the church long enough. You, you do a little up, bit of everything. You end up doing everything. And then people s- start asking you to do stuff that you can't do. And you have to explain to them, you know. Like, I, I remember I was working at a parish and married with three kids at the time. And, and one of the ladies at the church said, So when are they going to ordain you? And I was like, I don't think you understand
0: the way this works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a few, what they call impediments to ordination. Number one, I'm not in seminary.
0: It's going to be a few minutes. It's
1: going to be a while. Yeah.
0: yeah. And and I don't know if the aconet is in my future or not. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so uh, worked for the church for 20 years. And like you said, I mean, I I don't think I ever had a moment while I was working for the church for 20 years that they asked me to do a thing and I was able to say, no, I can't do that. I think I was always told go figure it out. Right. Um,
1: Absolutely. I I believe the church calls that baptism by fire.
0: Yeah, yeah, voluntold. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So of all the things that you did for the church uh, over the years, what brought you the most comfort, the most joy, the most fulfillment?
1: Well, I I think it's the same thing that I find joy in in teaching. And it's the same thing I enjoy in working as a travel agent is that I get to work in a direct one-on-one relationship with a person. Um, I think because of the world that we live in, so many transactions are, they're emotionless, right? Mm -hmm. They are without context because I'm on my phone, I'm engaging with a computer server that, you know, I mean, look, look. and I'm not knocking Amazon because, uh, you know, I'm a teacher trying to get my classroom ready. And it was like, oh, I need to order these five things. And if I go to the store, they're not going to have them. But I know who does. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm and, not saying that Amazon those...
0: will put them in your house before you even thought about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, they're yeah.
1: going to be there when I get back, even though I ordered them at two o'clock in the morning. That's just the way it's going to be. Sure. <laughs> Thank God for Prime. <laughs> um, but I think at, at the basis of what I like to do, I like to interact With people. If you want to take the steam out of my engine and the wind out of my sails, put me in a room pushing paper. Mm. Just that's pushing paper. You know, even, even even when I'm writing an email, it's a conversation to me, right? I have a lot of trouble going into business mode when I'm <laughs> writing an email because it's like you are the most
0: pretentious jerk ever when you're writing this
1: email. It's sure. like can I just call
0: you? <laughs> right? That's why I don't like text. Like, Absolutely. I am I'm, I'm I think I think those of us who have worked in ministry for a hot minute are the same. It's it's that interaction with people. Um, and I mean, if I'm being honest, the real estate world, that's what I love about it. it. You know, and the thing that I hate about it is the paperwork. I pay somebody to do that. <laughs> Yeah. Cause she, I'm not good at it. Right. <laughs> and, and lucky for you, she lives in the same house with you. So no, 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 That that's somebody else. Alicia's <laughs> not gonna, Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Don't let me get that twisted. Yeah. 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 No, we're not giving her the transaction stuff.
1: I'm going to get hate mail
0: from Yeah, <laughs> Alicia's going to text me in 30 seconds saying, how dare you? I didn't, I didn't put him up to that baby. If you're listening, I didn't put him up to that. <laughs> Beautiful. So, um, I would imagine that you had some really cool experiences working for the church for 20 years. Um, if there was an experience that like, what was the, what was one of the, what was one of the things that stands out in, an event, um, an encounter an introduction? I, I don't know w- w- what comes to mind.
1: Um, there's probably, there's probably two or three that, uh, and 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 I, I, I mention these two or three because no matter what experiences I'm having, my mind tends to go back to these these three things. Right? It's like you know I, I you know I work with some amazing people and I've worked with some amazing high school teens and I've worked with some amazing adults and all of that stuff. And I think Thank that there's, there's three. Number one, um, my first year out of high school, I spent a year with uh, Net Ministries, which is based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, still going, still an amazing ministry. I think one of these days we're going to look back and they're going to have the actual figures of how many people Net Ministries has ministered to sure. since the 80s. And it's going to be it's going to be jaw
0: dropping. I, I was uh, I was one of those.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and so I had an amazing encounter with a young man in Illinois, and 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 look, this was in 1994, 1995. Um, so uh, just had this this young man. Uh, In my small group and, you know, me being from small town, Bunky, Louisiana, you know, never been to a big city, you know, not used to people from the city life. Met a guy who basically just didn't never had parents. Uh, Foster home to foster home to foster home and was living in a foster home and being physically abused by his foster family and was just, you know, when some after after a retreat, went to pray with him and he told me he, that he was thinking about committing suicide. And this oh, is wow. before Virtus and all that stuff. Yeah. But the, the amazing thing about Net Ministries is even then, they had a plan how to intervene in those kids' lives. Yeah. Never heard from that kid again. I have no idea where he is. But that moment of him being vulnerable and me praying with him and asking him if he would be willing to reach out for help, and he's like, Absolutely. That's burned into my memory. Sure. That's, that's, you know, there's, you know, there's the, the little attaboys you get like, man, that was an awesome retreat. Um, that's
0: different. Yeah. That's different. You got to help save a life.
1: Yeah. Well, not help, but I just, I just happened to be in the way in the right place at the right time. Begin yeah. the process. You absolutely, got to help save absolutely. a life. Absolutely. And I have no idea where that kid is now. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, and as much as I want to like try and Facebook stalk this person, I'm like, you know what, just, just step away for a few minutes, sure. just give yourself the ability to be human for a little bit. Um, I think that that's one of those things. Um, I think there were, um, a few times, um, you know, I worked for as a musician for a long, long time, led worship at a lot of conferences. I think there was a year at Steubenville South. It was a Sunday morning. I think you were there.
0: When the power went out? No, 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 no. no. Oh, OK.
1: No, and not when the air conditioner went out. No, those, were, those were other different experiences. I was just,
0: uh, my mind went to that time. I'm sure you remember it. It, it was Steubenville in the Bayou where the power went out in the middle of mass and 3000 teenagers just continued to do the, the, the hook of whatever song you were leading. Yeah.
1: yeah. Those things are amazing, but it was Sunday morning and a lot of times Sunday morning at a conference, these kids are just toasted. We were toasted. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. The adults were like, can we go home now? This is not fun anymore. Um, and just spontaneously, I think it was like four or 5,000 kids just in the middle of silence, just started singing. Right. And then 15 seconds later, there were four or five thousand people singing at the top of their lungs. Mm-hmm. Right. And as the musicians, we, we just like we turned our amps off and just like, y'all take it. This is holy ground. Like we're just if we do or play anything, we're just going to screw this up. Yep. And and it's one of those moments where it's you just the presence of something divine is there. And you're like, oh, am I excited to be part of this yes but it's also the heaviness CS Lewis talks about the weight of glory mm. of like okay this is something different yeah and I think that that's that's one of those things
0: so many cool moments in ministry where you know if we sat here and 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 went through it where the Holy Spirit just took over and it was not planned and we'd both be crying it oh would, for it would sure. be over yeah. with <laughs> when we get to get out of the way and realize that it's bigger than us
1: absolutely absolutely. And realistically, the third—not to sound sappy or sentimental—but it's to watch my own kids have these spiritual encounters. You know, to have, you know, to have my kids go somewhere mm. and and experience the presence of God. To be able to to say that I facilitated that in the fact that I. Pre- I've provided a place for them to live and experience their faith, but being able to say that, like, I don't have to be in control of it, Yeah. that, that God loves my children more than I ever would. And that seems impossible for me. But it's it's the truth that there's there's moments where you kinda have to let go and let them experience that. Sure. And it's hard, man, because as somebody who's had a ministry background, I just want to be there and I wanna take pictures you feel like, yeah. and yeah. video footage and I wanna you know, save this moment for posterity and you're just like you gotta be like
0: Absolutely.
1: And the beautiful things are watching people grow into something that they they probably didn't even realize was possible for them.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever um I mean, your, your, your kids are older than mine. Um, I mean, kind of your kids are older than my littles. (laughs) Do you, did you ever worry before your kids or wonder, or was there ever a concern as to whether or not your kids would get involved in ministry, would be involved in the church all day, every day,
1: 365 days a year. Yeah. All
0: the time. That's kind of where I'm at right now, especially, you know, with, uh, (laughs) an incoming eighth grader and you know, who's he going to be, you know, but it's been cool. Sucks,
1: man. Oh, (laughs) it sucks.
0: Yeah. He's thought he was a teenager for at least two years now, but, um, it's been cool. He, he, had, he had some friends sleep over the other night, you know, so you get the, the moments of, oh, maybe I am doing something good. Right. Um, and, uh, and you know, my, my uh, father-in-law's been battling COVID. And as Absolutely. a family, we've been praying um, on a Zoom call every single night. And um, he had two little buddies, three little buddies sleep over the other night, and he brought them downstairs and they all prayed the rosary with us. And I was like, oh, praise the Lord. Maybe we are doing something right.
1: <laughs> right. And that's the thing about being in South Louisiana. You can do that. And nobody looks at you funny.
0: Oh yeah. 100%. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of those kids might've been like,
0: y'all did the wrong mysteries of the rosary. <laughs> and and we did actually. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Wednesday night and we did the luminous mysteries. And if you're Catholic and you're listening to this and you, you know that Thursday night's the luminous mysteries. And so last night we sit down on Thursday and I go, Oh yeah. Um, we did those. Uh, we did the wrong mysteries last night, and my daughter was all excited. She was like, "Great!" because she has a little book, and it doesn't have the luminous mysteries in it. And she right. was like, "We're gonna do the glorious mysteries tonight because I can lead those." And I was like, "All right, there you go. Do your thing, man." Yep. So, um, well, uh, yeah. It's
1: just it's just when your kid's friend goes. Man, that's the wrong mysteries. I did it wrong.
0: <laughs> My grandmother said we got to do it again. That's how you know your your kids hanging out with the right kids. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> and and if I'm, yeah, exactly. So um, so about a year ago, you had a couple of life changing things happen to you, um, and um, and that would eventually lead you, um, you know, into this call and where where you end up as a teacher and your venture into, um. Into uh, being a travel agent. Yes. You want want to tell us about any of that?
1: Absolutely. Well, um, October of 2018, um, just wasn't feeling really, really well. I've had a number of health problems over the year. Just started really not feeling well. And went to my general practitioner, Dr. Kat Strother, because she is
0: an absolute rock star. Shout out to Dr. Kat Strother. Yes.
1: Saved my life. And every time I say that, she's like, stop. It's just my job. I'm like... No, like usually she's like, she's like, look, you don't feel, you don't seem well. I'm like, no, I don't. So she ran blood work and um, blood work came back and she's like, you need to go see a nephrologist. I'm like, okay.
0: How do you spell that? N-E-P. I was kidding. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) What is a nephrologist? It's a kidney doctor. Okay. And so went to a kidney
1: doctor, found out that I was in late stage kidney disease and um, formed an aggressive plan. My GFR, which is a, a measure of how your kidneys are working was at 25 and somewhere around 15 to 12, depending on how it's looking, they put you on dialysis. And that was like, okay, like we're taking a detour in life. Yeah. You know, um, You know, they call them vital organs because they're vital to survival. That means that they're necessary. Yeah. That means that they kind of have to be working. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing the way they name these things. (laughs) Um, So just try to um, aggressively uh, combat the disease, but... uh, my doctor, Dr. Lou, uh, was very, very upfront. He's like, look, we can hold this off, but this is the direction that you're headed in. It might be a year. It might be five years. It might be 10 years. We don't know. Um, so just started looking into the, uh, transplant process, uh, you know, because they don't teach you that at school. It's not like, you know, in, in school, they don't teach you how to balance a checkbook. Mm -hmm. They don't teach you how to change a tire and they don't teach you the rules behind, you know, having an organ transplant. You sure. can't, you can you don't get
0: to go to Barnes and Noble and buy, you know, organ transplants for dummies. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, would like to say they don't teach you much in school, but my kids might be listening to that. Absolutely. <laughs> or your kids' teachers. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um so began the uh the process of looking into um a a kidney transplant. And it's one of those things, like you know that there's kidney transplants that happen, but you have no idea how that works. Sure. Um, so began that process was working with Auctioner Hospital, who is amazing, saved my life, and um, was scheduled to have um, a kidney transplant my sister, who I love dearly, um, who's you know four years older than me, and you know she's in better shape than me than I am while she's asleep, while I'm trying to exercise. Sure. You know, I mean, she just, she eats healthy, she exercises constantly, you know, like she's, let's just put it she's the exact opposite of me. (laughs) And so she was willing to, um, to donate her kidney to me. She's like, I got two. She's like, I probably don't need the other one. (laughs) You know, she said, remember, it's Louisiana. Thank God you don't need my liver. I was like, (laughs) point taken, right? Yeah, Yeah. Um, and so we began to uh, to go through that process, um, which we'll save that for another day because sure. there's so much there. Yeah, um, did uh, uh, a pre-op visit, and the uh, surgeon was like, "Well, why aren't you getting a kidney pancreas
0: transplant?" I'm like, "What's that?" <laughs> right. I didn't, I didn't know that that was possible.
1: Yeah, you you do combo meals, right? <laughs> um, turns out the surgeon was from Franklin originally, which was absolutely amazing. Nice. And uh, he's like, no, I mean, we, the outcomes are great for those. And the um, the waiting list tends to move a little bit faster and all of this stuff.
0: Is it fair to say it's not two for the price of one? Uh, That's the great thing is you, you you don't want to look at price tags. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Praise the Lord for healthcare insurance. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Let's just say that sticker shock doesn't even enter into it. Yeah. Um, And so I qualified for that. And um, that was around the end of January. And I thought maybe in six months I'll get a call. And then uh, March 3rd, the night of March 3rd, I uh, got the call. They were like, hey, pack your stuff. Uh, we're going to call you by 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. And if we say go, you come. Don't wait. Have your stuff packed. Have gas in your car and leave and come here. And about 10, 15, I got the call. They're like, come on. And by four o'clock, I was in sedation, being operated on, and woke up. And r- before I went into the hospital, you know, remember watching the news talking about the um, the model, you know, Corona nineteen virus is spreading through Europe, and I was like, "Hmm, coronavirus. That What's sounds that? interesting." Yeah, um, and woke up. And three days later, the world stopped. I was the sixth to last person to receive a transplant before they halted all those surgeries. It's like God was watching out for you. Uh, You don't say, right? (laughs) So needless to say, I did not take my sister's kidney, uh, which was great because she was working for the Louisiana Department of Health. Okay. and And overnight was in charge of testing for the entire state of Louisiana. So we
0: needed her. So it's like God was. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like God was watching out for us as well. Absolutely. And
1: so um, going through a transplant is hard enough, waking up in the middle of a pandemic and being immune suppressed is a completely different animal.
0: Yeah, I remember some of those text messages between uh, you know, your group of friends and your wife and yeah. <clears throat> the prayers that were starting to go out as there were just so many unknown things and you being in the situation you were in. Oh, it's it's crazy. I mean, I, many people have heard me tell
1: the story. I was in 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 the recovery room of the transplant unit watching the news cuz you have a lot of time, sure. A lot of time. You know, you're bouncing between pain medicine and steroids. And by the way, everybody else in the world was in their house watching
0: the absolutely, news. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> everybody decided to come to recovery with me. Thank you for that, guys. You had, I appreciate that yeah. more than you'll ever know. And I remember just watching the TV and they're like, the first confirmed case of COVID-19 in the United States of America is in Jefferson Parish, Louisiana. And I looked at the nurse. I'm like, we're in Jefferson Parish, aren't we? She's like, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I was like, is that, is that coming? Is that case coming to Oxnard? She's like, I have no idea. And honestly, I don't want to know. Yeah. Please don't tell me. (laughs) And then literally within 24 hours, they came in and told my wife that she had to leave the recovery room where she was staying and check into a hotel. And it was, it was like that till I was
0: discharged. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like that till I was discharged. And here you are. Um, obviously, you survived all of that. You're immune. Absolutely. And that kind of led you into this travel agency. I think, hadn't you started doing a little bit of travel agency stuff? Or you had I, been talking had, about it? I had thought about it. It was always something
1: uh, that, that I, I was interested in. You know, For years, traveling as a sideman, playing guitar for people, I got to spend a lot of, lot of time in, in a lot of cool places in the U.S. and Canada.
0: What's the name of that... Uh... That smokehouse we went to in Memphis?
1: Oh, um, Charlie Virgil's Rendezvous? Oh, man, yeah. I still
0: dream about that. Absolutely.
1: Well, <laughs> well we, look, we were we were going to spend the night in Memphis, and you're like, what are we going to do in Memphis? I'm like, I got you, fam. Yeah, I yeah. got you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, anytime Paul Hood says, let's go to a restaurant, follow him. Never trust a skinny cook, <laughs> right? The fat guy knows where the good food is. Sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: 100%. Absolutely. That was a life-changing barbecue dinner, though. Oh, I've literally tried to get food shipped from them. (laughs) Absolutely. And they do ship, and you don't want to pay the price. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, <laughs> it's worth it, but it's almost cheaper to fly to Memphis.
0: I once almost took a three and a half hour detour on the way home just to go get food from there. The rendezvous was all about that life. Absolutely. Alicia looked at me like she's, I was crazy. She's like, so I John, Ray, lunch. Can
1: they be that good? And you are like,
0: woman. <laughs> and then there was the, there was the fear, like, what if they don't like it as much as me? <laughs> so it's yeah, okay. Yeah. You'll still be happy. Absolutely. You could give them a benefit, and they can take it. out. <laughs> so, um. How has, you know, you brought up COVID, um, so obviously things changed when the world shut down in, in regards to travel. And, Absolutely. Um, and, and then things started opening back up, and, and I don't know, is it just me, or did were beach prices high this summer? Uh, there's a few things, and it's so fun, and that's why I love
1: talking about this uh, with somebody that does real estate, because realistically, what I do is real estate. Just for a very short leasing period. Sure, that's right. Fair. I yeah. mean, really, it's a real estate transaction at the end of the day, right? I just happen to book flights and excursions that go with a real estate thing because it's whether it's a hotel room or a, or a cabin or a resort, you're you're leasing a, a, a space of real property for a period of time.
0: Sure, that's fair. I,
1: now, also, I was a an agent, you know, back in the early two thousands too. Yeah. So I I tend to think from that. That prospect anyway. So, um, uh, I like to get into and this is this is sarcastic, but I like to get I like to get into a business venture when it's at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And so I figured if I get into if I get into travel when it's not busy, it can only go up from here. There you go. And it absolutely has. It absolutely has. And so I I think how you know it's the same with so many other products and sales and businesses right now, everybody's apprehensive, but there's built up demand. Sure. Right. And so um, there's a real thing that people are calling revenge travel. Explain that. Revenge travel is I was supposed to go on a trip in 2020. I had the money saved up. It was my anniversary. We were going to do all these amazing things. I wasn't able to do it. And so now whatever that thing is, is starting to back, starting to open up. I'm going to make that trip now. But what other people don't realize, because they're not in the travel industry, a large number of people that had cruises, that had packages at resorts or theme parks like Disney and Universal and, you know, all of those places or. They had booked a VRBO or something, right? Many, in many, many cases, travel companies didn't give people a refund, but what they did is they gave people full credit plus. Okay. Meaning you had a large number of people that had cruises scheduled, right? And they were given the option of, hey, we can give you your refund or we'll give you a full 100% credit plus another 25% to keep your booking with us. Right. So a lot of the, you know, people are like, oh, this is going to be the end of cruising. Oh, no, 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 no. A lot of them are just sitting, sitting on that money. Right. And as, and as if we sit here today, most cruise lines in <clears throat> from out of the United States of America are they're ready to sail. Okay. You know, Disney Cruise Line and um you know, Royal and um all of these places, Norwegian, right? You know, Um, A lot of people don't realize, and and this is going to come into another conversation of why having a travel agent right now is infinitely more important than it was before the pandemic, right? People are like, why can't I get on, you know, a Norwegian cruise to go to Alaska? Well, the way that the United States government had it set up, if you were going to leave the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. And you're going to pass in international waters and you got to pass into Canadian waters to get to Alaska— There was a law that said you had to port at least temporarily in that country. Okay. So if you wanted to travel to Alaska on a cruise ship, you had to port in Vancouver, British Columbia. Well, British Columbia, was none of Canada was letting anybody come in, much less a a cruise ship. Okay. Right? And so in the middle of all this, people had to go to Congress and say, can we repeal this law? So that we can just sail directly from California or wherever, directly to Alaska. And you know how the wheels work. Well, that's a great idea. We'll bring that in front of Congress in six months. Yeah. Right. But everybody in Vancouver was like, no, 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 no. Like, we don't we don't want to lose that travel money because they get off the boat and then they come spend money here. And then there's tariffs and then there's gas and then there's taxes for all of this. Um, And so uh, what happened is the industry came to a halt. But sometimes being forced to take a break is a good thing. Yeah. Right. Because it took a lot of the small travel companies and they they were able to refocus things. And it reminded the big travel companies that, hey, you have to you have to really keep up standards for things. Sure. And so uh, from the, the prospect of travel, the great thing about it coming back slowly is that It gives everybody a chance to kind of reevaluate why they travel, how they travel, all of those things. Because there's a certain percentage of the market, they're going to travel three to four times a year. Sure. That's not probably 90% of the people that are going to listen to this podcast, right? There's going to be a handful of them that travel three to four times a year. Right. And most of them have a house somewhere that they go to or things, things of that nature. But I I think that the the large percentage of the population, they want to go do the trip. They want to go to the beach. They want to go to these things. But as a result, what has popped up with VRBO and companies and Airbnb and things like that, those companies are a direct person to person real estate transaction. Mm Right. Right. And so say you have a house for rent kind of like a for sale owner. Absolutely. You have a house that you rent out on the beach in Florida. I want to rent that beach at a house in Florida, mm-hmm. right? I enter into a contract with you to say that for the week of July 4th, I'm going to book right? I'm going to I'm going to be able to purchase the ability to use that for a week, right? Sure. Now Because people were pent up with all of this pent up travel aggression, a year and a half ago, they started booking for this summer.
0: Okay. Right. So is that what happened? Why I couldn't find a room this summer?
1: Number one, the availability was smaller this year in a much larger window, right? Okay. Before COVID, you could start booking six, seven months in advance and still find a lot of property, but people were expecting this summer to be free, right? And so, three or four things happened. You ran out of property, okay, right? And if right, and and you would tell any any property owner this, I'm sure you have told them this, right? The price is going to go up. Supply and demand. Supply and demand. And if you're the property holder. And I rented from you for $4,000, and I see the properties around me renting for twice that, three times that, and in certain of those ventures, I'm not saying that Airbnb and VRBO were wrong. Right. Because I know tons of VRBO owners who are personal friends of mine. Right. They're not trying to screw people out of money and they're not going to cancel a contract because they can double up their money. But a lot of the people that run these rent homes in Florida, they are business owners. Yes. It is a cash cow for them. Right. And if there's a way for them, if they can cancel that contract and book it 24 hours later for two or three times that. It's a business decision, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you you could start preliminary contracts with somebody, and a buyer comes in twenty four hours later and says, "Hey, I I I'm gonna I'm gonna throw on an extra thirty five percent to the to the cash value, right? Right? What what are who, the owner? What are the owners gonna? That. What are the, what are the owners gonna do? Hmm, let me think about that, yeah. right? And I, I think the difficulty. Right now, domestically, it's one thing. And I think internationally, it's one thing. Domestically, it's people have this concept of, I can book this myself. I've done this trip a thousand times, right? Sure. And if I get a travel agent, they're going to charge me an exorbitant amount of money. Is that true? Absolutely not. 99% of my, my clients Number one, I'm not costing them anything extra. Most cases, I'm saving them money. Sure. Because
0: I would agree. Because I've been your client.
1: Absolutely right. Most of them are going to go to one site. They're going to go to Expedia. They're going to go to Travelocity. They're going to go one to one of these brokers. Right. Mm-hmm. They're going to find. They're going to. I need four bedrooms. I need it under this price range. They're going to pull up a house. They're going to look at the reviews. Most of
0: which are not real reviews. Don't ever ask Alicia about the place in San Antonio that we stayed at. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most of those reviews, right? There's a reason why those are anonymous emails. Sure. Right. There's a reason why you can't email, you know, I love the sun 94 at gmail.com to ask them about their review. There's a reason you can't get in touch with those people. Right. Sure. Right. Like, I think we hear this all the time. Like the devil is in the com
0: boxes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's people behind keyboards that can, can do and say whatever they, whatever they want, because they have complete and total you know, immunity to it. So. Um, And so what happens is they find this, they book it, they wash their hands, and they're like, all right, our vacation's booked. Nine times out of 10, that's fine. Unless, right, and and just to to speak to your situation, right? Sure. Like you had a place in Hot Springs, right? Yep.
0: We and, were are going to go in Mardi Gras and what the great for Mardi Gras? winter
1: storm of,
0: right. I happened to get an email that said, uh, Hey, be careful. The roads are windy and icy. And I was like, Oh, Nope, Nope. This Cajun man didn't drive on no, windy and no, icy no, roads. No. <laughs> No, no, no.
1: I'm not, yeah, yeah, I on somebody renting a cabin that said uh, our advice is to bring a four-wheel drive and I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Not, yeah, we're not going to drive a four-wheel drive all the way to <laughs> to Gatlinburg just so we can get up the hill to your rental cabin. Sure. Absolutely. But but and one of the things that we struggled with and thank God in this case it worked out, but the person that owned that that rental place they were like, "No, you you have to stand by this This reservation and you're like I can't get there and they're like that's not my problem Yeah, right and luckily I was able to go in through one of my suppliers that had access to that and be like hey what's going on right and it took us what you and I two days something like that to get in touch with that person for them for us to it took emails from you and I for them to finally respond and say okay I guess you can't make it we can reschedule
0: yep and it worked and we went right after Easter and it was a great time.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Hot springs is a hot great springs place. is fantastic. Absolutely. It's such a short, short drive, and it's 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 never as hot there as it is here. That's that's true. It's that's always
0: a yeah, plus. It, right? The springs are hot. The the weather is not. Absolutely. That rhymed.
1: And so um <laughs> I'm writing that down. That's gonna yeah. be a tagline for a promo.
0: <laughs> Hashtag Wendy, if
1: you hear this, remind me to make a note. <laughs> the springs are hot, the weather is not.
0: That's going to,
1: that's going to happen. Hashtag, that's beautiful. Um, But the other thing is, is you have a lot of people who are traveling for the first time. They want to go to Disney World. They want to go to uh, the the Grand Canyon. And what happens to them most of the time is they do one or two things. They book the trip and they show up and they say, what are we going to do now? And everybody looks at each other. I don't know. You booked this trip. You tell me what we're doing. It's like, I don't know. We're going to drive around and. Right. So I had stories of people like during COVID, they decided they were going to go to the Grand Canyon. Well, that's real hard to do if the national parks are closed. Sure. Right. <laughs> that's, that's really, really difficult. Or people deciding to travel at the last minute and paying $2,000 for a subcompact rental car.
0: Okay. How right? do they fit their family in that? Uh,
1: they, they don't. <laughs> yeah. They don't. But that's because there they was can this find rental cars right now finding rental cars for the month of july was it was like murder sure uh, for a number of reasons there was no stock right mm-hmm. you can't get new cars yep right so it's not like enterprise and hertz and budget can say oh man we're running out of cars no nope. let's go to the supplier and get another fifty thousand, and they're gonna say yeah we'll get them to you in a year and a half
0: sure Right. Drive around town. Look at the car dealerships, people.
1: Absolutely. And look at the price of used cars right now. Yeah. Right. In some cases, you could probably buy, (laughs) right, a used car and drive it for three days till it explodes and be cheaper than getting a rental car. Sure. Right. Just set it on fire on the end of the road. and Be like, all right, hope I don't get arrested next time I go to Colorado. Insurance
0: people, don't block that out.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, look, we've all heard the jokes when it floods here, right? If it floats, if it has a note, let it float, right? Yeah, right. right. Absolutely. If I'm saving 800 bucks at the end, well, wouldn't want to do that, you know? Absolutely. But the other thing is, is that travel agents bring an expertise of, <coughs> excuse me, where to go, when to go, right? Client calls me and says, hey, uh, my kids and I, were off for a uh, spring break and um, we want to save some money. And so I want you to get me the cheapest deal going to Disney World. There are no cheap deals going to Disney World during spring break. You know why? Everybody else
0: is going to Disney World during spring break, right? All of South Louisiana. Absolutely. All of South Louisiana.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, look, I've been to Disney during Mardi Gras. And the fun thing is, is like people are throwing Mardi Gras beads and wearing Saint shirts. Right. Absolutely. That's awesome. You run into people, you see, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Well, we had to get out. You know, we didn't want to do the parades. And Man, shit. shall we should have planned this together? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and so a uh, travel agent can say, look, hey. This is this is the best way they're going to be able to do this because what people don't understand is that a travel agent has access to suppliers, right? Mm-hmm. That that the ordinary human is not going to be able to have access to. Yeah, can you get on Expedia or VRBO and find a house that meets this? Yes. You get to the house. What do you do? Right. You're gonna pay full price for park tickets. You know. Where are you going to go and eat, right? How, do you, how much money do you need to to spend for that, right? For us at our travel agency, booking the resort and the tickets and the excursions—that's where our work starts, right? It's not where it ends. We don't we don't book it and say, "Have a good time."
0: Yep. You got any questions? Let I me mean, know. I mean, you've even helped your clients find their kids. Didn't you get calls from Disney when... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Because because my
1: name is on that Travel With yeah. number. So, and they say, hey, like, hey, we have we found this kid. I'm like, hold on, I'll call his dad. <laughs> <laughs> and if he ever listens to this, we we are shaming him. We're not going to say his name out no, loud. No, no, no. But he's going to know we're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah.
0: him. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've discussed this. <laughs> I think he would laugh.
1: Absolutely. But also at the same time, either we've been there... Or we work with somebody that's been there, right? Because a lot of these areas are full of tourist traps, right? You know, I've heard so many horror stories. Well, we showed up at Disney, then we got to the park and we didn't know what to do. And how was your Disney trip? It was the worst experience of my life. Well, every tri- Disney trip I've had, it's been one of the best experiences of my life, right? Now, but there's also planners out here who are listening like, well, I don't need you to plan for me. That's not all we do, right? So somebody comes to me and books a trip and a month later, a discount comes out. I don't call you and ask for permission to give you that discount. What I do is I apply it to your package and you get an email from, from me or from Wendy saying, Hey, we saved you 600
0: bucks today. Thanks for using the Enchanted Journey Travels. Do you like to save $600 when you travel? If you do, call Paul Hood. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Paul Hood at
1: Mac.com. Paul That's Paul Hood at Mac.com. <laughs> Love it. Enchanted Journeys Travel on Facebook. Um, but at the same time, most people book that trip and they go, I'm done. Right, and then they show up, and something's not open, something's not working. That's that's where we start working. Sure. Right, and and with international travel, I got a I have a group, um, going overseas in in October. Right. And they're on a great tour with a great tour tour company. It's, it's I mean, they're going to Spain, Portugal, and Morocco. Nice. Right? And the the package that came with this was so ridiculously priced. I was like, maybe I can go on this trip, right? <laughs> Most of them, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like one of them I'm related to. The rest of those ladies I've never met before. I'm like, oh, I want to go on this trip. Like this is an amazing price, right? But right now, as COVID is getting worse everywhere. Spain is changing its travel advisories. Portugal is changing its travel advisories. Morocco is changing its travel advisories. And so is the United States of America. Yeah. Right. People think uh, and people have this misconception. Oh, if I show up at the airport with a mask, I can get on on a flight. Not if you're flying international. Right. And they're like, oh, well, they'll let me in. No, they're not. Right. If if you are not proving you're vaccinated, you got to have a 72 hour window negative PRC COVID test. You're not going to get on the plane without producing one of those two things. Sure. They're not forcing people to get vaccinated, but they're forcing people to say, I'm not carrying the virus on this plane. Yeah. Right. And so that's how you get out of the country and to get back into the country. You have to go and look at those specific places, right? Because if I'm in Spain, but then I go to Portugal for three days and I come back to Spain, I've got to be able to meet the requirements of whatever Portugal and Spain says I have to meet to be able to get out of the country, Yeah. which at this point is a 72-hour negative test, regardless of whether you've been vaccinated or not, regardless of whether you're wearing a mask or not. Spain doesn't care where you're from.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> they but don't come from the United States. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't. Your nationality is 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 of little or no consequence. We want to know you don't have it coming in, and we want to know you don't have it on the way out.
0: And so you know all these protocols, even the ones I would imagine as things start to surge. Um, you know and, and we continue to go through this surge we're going to see some lessening of travels or some more sh- restrictions even uh, even domestically right absolutely and as a travel agent i would think that you're staying on top of it. where can i go and and if i schedule a disney trip and disney happens to shut down i don't know if that'll happen but right. if, if they do you're going to be there in my corner to make sure i don't lose the money that
1: absolutely absolutely and there and there's there's three other things that we do with that number 1 we are federally mandated to offer you travel insurance. If you turn it down, that's on you, but we're going to tell you what your what your travel insurance is and what it covers, right? I I will I will not let anybody fly internationally without travel insurance mm-hmm. right now. It's too cheap and it covers too much. People go, "Oh, well if I if I go to France and I get COVID-19, my insurance is going to cover it." Are you sure about that? Did you call and check your your international coverage? Did you call and check your international coverage where it concerns COVID-19? All right. So all of those things come into play. Sure. All of those things come into play. Never mind the fact that you might plan to go here and... Here in the United States of America, we handle things very, very differently, right? In other countries, they may say, you have to show me your COVID, your COVID vaccine card to get into this particular thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't claim, well, I'm an American citizen. I have, right, I have liberty to do that. You're not in the United States of America anymore. Yep. Nope. They, they're not concerned about that. I'm not concerned about that. And so what a, a travel agent does is they're, number one, they're to help you figure out the things that you can't figure out. Sure. Number two, they're there to make sure you have the best experience. Number two, and number three, excuse me, I can't count. I'm from a wolf's
0: parish. It's okay. I'm from Opelousa's. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're close.
0: I understand. throw a rock from one at the other. We both north. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's not even get with
1: that whole, you know. Sure. There's no, there's no Cajuns above I-10. Come on. <laughs> on now, y'all. Come on. Like, look, this isn't Shreveport, all no, right? no, No. no. <laughs> this isn't. This is This isn't Mansfield, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna get hate mail from Mansfield right. too. We, hey, Mansfield, we love you. We love you. You're yeah. the best.
1: Um, but, but number three is to help you save money, right? People think, oh, a travel agent is just is going to they're gonna make me spend more money. That's not my goal. No, nope. my goal is to have a one on one relationship with you and to make sure that every step of the way you feel like, you know, the best course of action. When my when my clients go on a trip, they've got my cell number and I don't care if we're in a different time zone. Right. Something goes wrong. You call me. Call me like I I will get up at four o'clock in the morning to holler at people at the hotel 100% or or the supplier or that like that's what's my that's my job. You don't if you're in France, you don't want to have to call United Airlines or American Airlines. And by the way, for those of you that have never called an airline, it's not fun. Get comfortable. You're going to want to stream an entire season on Netflix <laughs> while you're on hold. Don't think like I'm going to go to the grocery store while I'm on hold with American Airlines. Yeah, no. They don't. Not fun at all. They don't care. Right. Um, and so so you can waste three hours of your life. Or you can let Paul waste three hours of his. Or I can sit at my computer and work on three other clients' yeah. itineraries while I'm listening to the
0: same hold music. Over, and over, <laughs> and over again. It sounds like people he's done this pretty often. So, Paul, um, absolutely. Where, where's the hottest place? Like, as we wrap up, like, if somebody's looking to, to travel right now, if I'm if I'm wanting to plan a trip for the fall sometime, um, oh goodness, we, where should um, I be looking? The reality is, is if you're if you're looking to travel during the fall, it's too late. Ah, okay, it's too late. Right. Okay. So, if I'm looking to travel, what time of year am I planning for right now? You want to look 6 months in advance. Okay. Right. So, Christmas? If I'm looking to take a trip over Christmas, Mardi Gras? Absolutely. No. I, uh, most of the November, book- Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Most of the bookings that that I'm I'm getting right now are generally from spring break 2021. To New Year's 2022. Okay. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Let me let me let me rip that back. Most of the bookings I'm getting are from from Spring Break 2022 to January of 2023.
0: Okay. Right? Got gotcha. you. That makes the sense. The
1: reason for that is whether it's cruising or cabins or any one of those things. Because the desire for travel is increasing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the availability is decreasing.
0: Sure. No, that's fair.
1: Right. Right now, when I'm booking people that want to go to, let's say, Disney for spring break, normally this time there's a ton of availability. But you're dealing with the fact that none of those resorts are 100%. Mm-hmm. All
0: mm-hmm.
1: of the theme parks are running at... Sixty-five to seventy-five percent. We don't really know because they won't tell us. Yeah, right. Um, all of all of those things come into play. That that I I, I have yet to have somebody planning for mid twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three not been able to find a specific property that they want, but it's getting there. Now combine that with. Disney World is doing its 50th anniversary starting October 1st for 17 months. Sure, right. The traffic through Disney right now is it's it's insanity, right? It's insanity. They're having so many people coming into the parks on on a morning basis that they are literally staging which direction
0: they I have would to walk. Never want to run those. Logistics. That
1: has never ha- that never really happens. Sure. At at Disney World, right? They open up, and then you now there's several times a day when those parks will get to capacity, and even if you got a ticket, you're not getting in. Yeah. But again, that's Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, things of that nature. Sure. Right. So th- yeah. So when every when you think everybody is staying home for a holiday, people are getting out of town.
0: Yep. So if you're looking to plan a trip um, for spring break. Um, maybe Mardi Gras, um, anytime next year, next summer. Um, now, you need to start now is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. And if our listeners want to work with you, um, could you tell them how to get in touch with you? Uh,
1: you, can Where to e- find you? you can email me directly, paulhood at mac.com. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, Enchanted Journeys, tr- excuse me, Enchanted Journeys Travel. We work through Facebook, number one, because we realize that's where 99% of the sure. people are interacting. Yep. Right? We've tried websites before, but you're paying all this money for a website to get three hits. Sure. Right. So tell us again what the
0: Facebook page is
1: Enchanted Journeys Travel. You can email me at Paulhood at Mac.com. And then, Or Wendy. Uh, uh, Wendy Lance. Um, if you There's an email on the Facebook site okay. that goes to her directly if you want to work with Wendy. Say, hey, Wendy, I'm excited to work with you. Or you want to work with me, she'll forward it to me. Perfect. Um, all of those things. We do group travel. We do individual travel. We do honeymoons. You want to go spend a weekend in
0: New Orleans and you don't feel like booking a hotel room, we will do that for you. That's awesome. Um, so for all your travel needs, y'all keep Paul Hood. In mine. And Paul, I want to thank you for coming Abs- on the show.
1: Absolutely. I want to I want to put one more plug for um Cajun Food Tours. Okay. Cajun Food Tours is run by an amazing woman here in Lafayette. If you got family coming from out of town and you want to like she just to, to like they have a bus, like a mini bus you hop on, and they take you to several places to eat uh-huh. in the Cajun area. And they give you culture and they give you history and you get to have some of the best food in the entire world. So if you got company coming in for the holidays or anything like go and look up. Um, Cajun food Cajun tours. Cajun food tours. So you talk, have contact information? Talk to uh, Marie Cody. They're on Facebook. Okay. They're, they're
0: all over the place. Marie, if you're listening, we should have you on the show.
1: Uh, oh, my gosh. Look, if you, <laughs> you want to talk about food culture in Acadiana, like you just, she's the deal, man. All right. She's the deal.
0: All right. Well, I'll be reaching out, Marie. Paul, once again, thanks for coming on the show. We're glad you were here. Absolutely for all your travel needs thank y'all for joining us um go and like us go and rate us um go and follow us on your podcast uh, platform of choice there you go Uh, my first time Hey, hey have a great day